Hello, my name is Ashley Redmond. I am an astrologer, holy fire Reiki master, and intuitive. This is my podcast, Manifest Magic. Hello, my loves. It is election week. Yesterday, Mercury went direct in Libra on the 29th degree. It was election day. If you're listening to this, you know that we still do not know the results. As I had mentioned in a previous podcast from October, Mercury going direct on election day would definitely equate there being a total shit show with the election and the results. Here we are in the midst of it. We had Mercury go direct yesterday on the 29th degree of Libra. And the importance of that is, so the 29th degree of any sign is a turning point. It's an intensity. It is a critical point. The 29th degree in Libra, since Libra rules justice, courts, liberty, balance, this is exactly what we are seeing play out with the elections. This may be taken to the Supreme Court. Won't be surprised. I did a live a couple days ago before the election. I was speaking about both of the candidates' birth charts. And I will say that astrologically, Mr. Trump has better transits happening for himself at the current moment. We will see how this all plays out over the next few days and coming weeks. The other astrological incident we had occur, which was on October 31st, was the full moon in Taurus. The full moon in Taurus was in conjunction with Uranus. Now, one thing we have to remember about astrological events, things don't necessarily happen on that day. With a full moon, the energy is potent for the next three, five days, maybe even up to a week since we had Uranus involved in the full moon. Uranus is about shock, change, things happening unexpectedly, things taking a really strange and bizarre turn. Even Uranus rules things happening non-traditionally or a non-traditional rebellious energy. Uranus is explosive. Uranus is what we do not expect. And this election outcome is unexpected, and it may be unexpected with the final results that will occur. I also find it interesting, Mercury went retrograde October 12th in the sign of Scorpio. Scorpio rules things that are hidden, secrets. And with this election, we have things that don't make sense. We have an air of mystery, even maybe questioning whether or not we can trust what's happening with the ballots, how the votes are being counted. And then with Mercury going direct in Libra, it's about the court system. It's about justice. It's about liberties and finding out what is fair. I don't want to harp too much on this. I will say I hope that everything turns out for our highest good as it will. And I know it's very stressful and anxious 
moment for many of us, not knowing where things will end up, who will be the president of the United States. But I will say this, worrying and stressing about it is not going to change the outcome and life will carry on. This uncertainty around the election really brings us back to the theme astrologically of 2020, which is we have Saturn, we have had Jupiter and Pluto all in Capricorn. I know I've said this and I'll say it again. Capricorn rules authority, government, patriarchy. We have two old white men vying for presidency. We are still being dominated and controlled and told what to do by this archetype. That is Capricorn. We think we're so progressive and things are different and things are going to change we are very much still exactly where we were a year ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Yes, things have evolved. There's been progress socially, but look at these two candidates and we can say what we will about each of them. But at the end of the day, they are two old white men. We're still there, guys. We're still there. That's Capricorn energy. Capricorn Energy is about structure, tradition. It's conservative. It's about doing things the way they've been done forever and continuing to do them exactly that way until the end of time. We are at the mercy of an enormous decision being made about the future of our country, about the future of our government. And we feel our vote is powerful. It is powerful. But at the end of the day, how much freedom do we have? How much liberty do we really have? How much say do we really have in all of this? And how forward thinking are we really as a society when it comes to our government, when it comes to our society? Next month in December, Saturn and Jupiter are going to be moving into Aquarius. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which is the same planet we had in conjunction with the full moon in Taurus, October 31st. We're getting a little taste of this energy. That is the irony with this election. We're getting a little taste of what it's going to be like to move into a new era, the age of Aquarius, with Jupiter and Saturn changing signs in Aquarius Saturn enters Aquarius December 17th. Jupiter enters Aquarius on December 19th. This is a big deal. These are two outer planets. These two planets have had an enormous influence on this past year. Everything we've seen occur. Government, pandemic, social injustices. This is the good news. With these two planets moving into Aquarius, Aquarius is about rebellion, but it's also about us as a whole us as a society, how can we make things better for everyone? And it's about taking the authority back into our own hands and figuring out as a people, as a group, as a society, what is best for all of us. Not having someone in authority tell us or dictate to us what's best for us. We've seen how that's played out over this year. It's very interesting. We can see that in the relationships as well. 
we can see how people have been affected by the pandemic, how people have maybe followed rules and how others have had to question things for themselves and say, hey, you know what? I know that that's what I'm being told, but that's not maybe what's right or maybe that's not right for me. Now, one thing I've realized with the pandemic and everything that we've gone through this year is you really have to be your own authority. You have to decide what's best for yourself. It is not your responsibility. It is not your right to decide that for other people. Okay. So for example, I'm going to use the mask because I used to love the mask. I love to use the mask analogy. You think that you need to wear a mask. If that makes you feel better, then wear a mask. If somebody chooses not to wear a mask, that's their choice. It's their body. It's their physical well-being. Okay. We have to learn to not be so judgmental. This year, we've had a lot of different subjects come up and we've been able to judge each other constantly. And going back to Mercury going direct on the 29th degree of Libra, that's one thing I've noticed with this election, with the pandemic, with everybody. There is so much judgment. There is so much judgment. It's not black and white. At the end of the day... We're all trying to get through this fucking year in one piece. Lay off each other. Lay off each other. Everybody's got their own beliefs. Everybody's got their own opinions. Everybody's trying to handle this as well as they can. At the end of the day, what the most important thing is, is that we come together. It's not about us dividing because that's what happens in a dictatorship. That's what happens with people in authority that are dictating and telling us what's best for us, what to do with our bodies, what to do with our lives. We need to quiet all of the chatter, especially with social media, the news, and get clear with how we feel, what we want. It's your choice. It's your responsibility. You get to live the life you want to. You get to have the perspective you want to. You get to have the opinions you want to but not at the cost of judging others, condemning others. That's my message. So Aquarius, we are moving into this new energy next month. It's a big deal. And Aquarius is about freedom. It's about us being able to do things in a different way, finding a new perspective. It's a new vision. It's a beautiful energy. It unites people, brings us together. It makes us want to work together towards a cause. How wonderful. A new world, a new vision. We have a lot of beautiful energy to look forward to in 2021. But the most important thing is that we learn to work together, not against each other. Despite our beliefs, despite our political affiliations, because at the end of the day, we have to live with each other. We don't have to live with Joe Biden or Donald Trump. We've got to live with each other. We've got to come together as a society and make the most of this landscape that we are trying to move through. Okay, so Mercury is direct. Yay, hallelujah. And then Mercury is moving into Scorpio next week. We are going to continue to work with this Scorpio energy and dig deep on a collective level into what is going on, what are we being told, what's being hidden from us. And also for us on a personal level, this is about connecting with our shadow self. And this is something I discussed 
with Jamie this week, which I will share with you. We discussed our shadow side. We discussed accepting our shadow side. We all have a shadow side. Those of you that are not familiar with the shadow side, it's the darker aspect of ourselves. And this is what Scorpio teaches us. Scorpio teaches us that we all have a dark side. There's a dark side of humanity. And we have to accept that because we cannot have the light without the dark. I hope you enjoy this conversation I have with Jamie. She is a beautiful light a very dear friend and here we are please enjoy our discussion we are in scorpio season and i have the lovely Jamie Lynn on this episode to discuss all things scorpio like women's sexuality femininity our power our feminine power and Jamie is a dear friend and I absolutely adore her and I'm going to introduce her without further ado. Welcome Miss Jamie and thank you for joining us. Ashley, I'm so excited to be here with you. As always, as always. So thank you for thinking of me during this time, this Scorpio season. So yes. So please tell us a bit about who you are, where you come from, how you got into the work that you're doing, and please enlighten us on the work that you're doing now as well. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So I'm even going to shut my eyes and just really tap in. And so my name is Jamie Lynn, and I am a light worker. This is a calling that I've had for many, many years. I finally listened to the call and it was around my own healing and through this healing really through shadow work things that I was was suppressing and one of them was being in a marriage that I wasn't aligned with and after all of that and finally listening to my higher self pulled myself out of it it was a extremely terrifying leap that I did and I did it and so now I'm on the other side um and things that I do as far as being a light worker is I'm an intuitive I do intuitive counseling I work with the tarot so I'm a avid tarot lover and reader it has helped me uncover many aspects of myself and what I'm going through I also am in a human design reader massage therapist holistic Reiki practitioner, just all things esoteric. Just put a big stamp on me and call me a witch and then the good <laughs> Glenda the good witch. <laughs> all love and love though, so yes. Yes, you are. And I have to say that you are the first person that really introduced me to tarot. I mean, I've had tarot readings and all that, but you bring such a beautiful healing positive light to tarot which I think is so helpful and you inspired me to learn more about tarot which I am very grateful for and I'm bringing that into my work thank you yes yes you're so welcome and it is it is definitely locked in with you and it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing to see and watch so tell me how did you get into the work that you're doing currently 
oh, through pain, through um, excruciating disconnect from self, through my own shame, carrying that around for denying parts of myself, for playing really small in life, thinking that I was only amounted to being this, that, or the other, and that is how I got into this work, and again, I just cannot emphasize enough the shadow part, the shadow side, so can I talk about shadow work? Absolutely, please do, since we are in Scorpio season, and Scorpio is all about the shadow side, our dark side, the eighth house, it's about fears, blockages, the darkness within all of us. The darkness within, yes. Mm-hmm. So shadow work was originally brought to the light, no pun intended, by Carl Jung. And remember Heckle and Dr. Heckle Jekyll, and Mr. Jekyll Hyde? And Hyde. Je- Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. Yes. Thank you. So yes. I love that analogy, Jekyll and Hyde. Daytime one way, nighttime full-blown, you know, just totally different person. So two sides of the self. And what our shadow side is, our shadow self, are those unmet parts that we have pushed down, that we have told are shameful, unlovable, they're not, we don't fit into society if we show up this way. A lot of this was formed in our childhood. Mostly there's been a little trauma involved, and trauma is anything that has allowed your body to get in that fight or flight. So traumatic events for children, you know, getting lost in a mall from your mom and all that. So back to what shadow work is, I I kept sabotaging myself. I kept doing things that were harmful. I kept having these moments of whether it was embarrassing myself at a party from drinking too much and just being a complete shit show waking up the next day, wanting to literally take my own life. And I am not saying this with any lightness or any insincerity. I I really did wrestle myself and thought that I would be better off not in this world because of the shame. And that's what shame does. Shame holds you down so deep and it wants to keep you in this murky, dark cellar. So shadow work came to me it's interesting it came through a book and it's called feeding your demons and this book taught me with like i said many other modalities at this time i was seeing a woman for reiki that's what ignited my reiki um you know passion and all of that and going to counselors going to therapists and just talking about these parts letting them come up but what shadow work is It's when you integrate the parts. It's when you finally allow them to come out of the dark. You allow them to come into the light. And what what you do is you integrate and you show them love. And a lot of this is done through hypnosis or they're called deep imaginings because it gets the brain to that that beta level where you can really change that um, the synapses of what's what your brain is talking to and meditation and really um it's just full-blown acceptance radical love and acceptance of yourself all parts 
Okay. I love sense. that. Yes, that it does. Thank you. And that term shadow has been thrown around a lot. We hear it in this new age era of healing and accepting that darker aspect of ourselves because we all have a darker aspect of ourselves and we have to acknowledge that it's part of our healing process for all of us. And I think as healers, it's something that we're definitely forced to work with because we are helping others deal with their own traumas, their own healing journey. And we cannot remember, even if we are healers or as healers, we're not perfect people. We all have a story. And many of us were led to our work through a darker aspect or a dark experience. Yes. How would you say that you stumbled upon your own shadow? How do you see your shadow now? Those are great. Okay. That's two questions. Yes. I'm going to... How I see my shadow now yes. is actually she's, um, it's, it's my 15 year old self. When she comes to me, I can recount many moments at that age in my life where I was at a crossroads to really have love, to feel love. And I'm going to bring in sex right now because that's Please, what we're we need to talk about, about sex, baby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So sexuality and shame go hand in hand, especially in the deep South where I am or South, whatever I'm in Tennessee. So I always knew that I was a very sexual being and I equated sex equals love. So wherever this got imprinted on me and I now know and do working with my own trauma and my own shadow how it came about for me. And so it wreaked havoc in the way that I pursued sexual activity, connection with another, with, with men to validate. There's Timmy Ray. What is that Timmy Ray? When you look outward to meet internal needs and desires, like through sex, through drinking, through, you know, whatever, porn, what is happening is you disconnect from yourself and the more fragmented you become, the more open and wounded and vulnerable Mm. you are Mm. and depleted. Mm. And so in this beautiful marriage that I was a part of, I sought out attention from men at times when I was feeling not seen, not loved, not that it had to do with my husband. It had to do from an internal drive that was signaling to me, this is how you're going to get this. So go after this. And so the work that, that where shadow work has come in, I've been able to illuminate that part of myself and say, that is not serving me. It is not healthy. It is damaging what's underneath that. So see how there's layers like, yes, unsatisfied that and what was happening was connect and that all came out of my marriage that all came out with me and him and you know and that that is a whole nother podcast story to say the least but another question for you reckoning when I know we've talked about this before and this is something that you and I can relate to with one another 
around growing up as girls that were celebrated for their appearance. And I think many women can relate to this, but how do you think that being told you were pretty all the time as you were growing up, how did that affect your self-worth when it came to relationships and sexuality? It was my blueprint. It was my trail map. What it said to me is it made me very body conscious. Mm. It made me very focused on my outward appearance. It, I remember, actually, I can lock in and feel the feeling, what it felt like to be looked at by a man at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And, and then interpreting that to myself as that was love. Mm. And that acknowledgement. You need more of that. And so having an outward package that is socially acceptable, beautiful, you know, that's something that is a men, women, whatever. Attractive. There's the, there's a price tag with that. Right. There's there's a price tag with that. And it is definitely has bit me in the ass more than <laughs> more than not. So right. yeah, that's a great question though. That's a great question. What is the best wisdom that you've received through your own journey of healing around your sexuality, around your self-worth? Oh my goodness. What would you tell 15-year-old Jamie Lynn if you could? There you go. And I I do tell her this often, that it is the light that you carry within is the essence of who you are. That is the beautiful part of you and yes you do have this body you are this this freedom seeker you do have this craving this desire to have this connection with another being and that's sex that is intimacy and to me sex and intimacy are so one and the same because I mean we can talk openly about this we know what an encounter is like when you don't really know that person, whether it's a one night stand and it's, it's really just sex. It's really just a physical interaction, you know, all of that. But when you truly connect on a soul level with somebody and you have that exchange, there are four things that our bodies connect with, with another person. And each time we have sex with somebody, we take on their energy mm-hmm. we take on we take on their being so yeah. think about it as yeah. women they penetrate us right they come into us and that can be a lot to hold so we have to be drawn by our sacral we have to feel that excitement we we have to want them sexually and then there's a heart connection with the heart chakra we have to feel like they are safe and that they are compassionate and warm and heart opening then there's our, con- you know, the third eye, the consciousness that we are on the same plane to evolve. And and then the other one is just our outer, the aura, like how we interact in, in a room together. Are we like-minded? So I don't know if all that makes sense, but it's looking back now, seeing my life at 49 years of age now, where I am, and knowing that I house a body that truly desires to connect with another but it's not from a place now 
to go get a quick fix. Like now it's this deeper, like who can I share this with? It's more of a, a sharing. And so when my shadow comes up and she's still, I mean, she's still very active, you know, and it's, you know, just especially now that I'm newly single and all of that, what I do is I remind myself, how are you going to feel? Like, is it going to leave you depleted, empty, lost, all of that? So as we move into that, I want to ask you a question. This is something we've discussed and What is your advice to single women who feel lonely, Mm. who feel unlucky in love, and who really (laughs) desire to have that deep connection with a partner? To call it in? Like, yes. I would first encourage them, us, to say that remind, go back to that remembering of yourself as the divine feminine, and that... Staying in your femininity is what is going to really make you attractive. Men being the masculine, and yes, we both have inhabit both sides, masculine, feminine. But the more we can project our femininity, and this comes through softness. This comes through opening. I um, I spoke to you about like just how you hold your body about making eye contact, about opening your chest, like look like you're approachable. You're inviting another into you. And because as women, we're receiving, we are the receivers. We're not chasing. We're not hunting. Yeah. No, it's not our role. Think, okay. Think, think of when you come home and your dog like rolls over and wants you to pet her belly or his belly. Like I'm not saying we just lay down. And I love it. <laughs> hey, will you scratch my belly? <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and what that does, so it reminds me of the strength card. I'm just going to use the tarot right now. And I'm Tell us about that it. strength card. I love that she's card. She's so gorgeous, first of all, and she's in her white. So she's exuding this essence of purity, not like virginity or anything like that, but it's, it's a, an opulence of femininity. Then she is very much attentive to the most dangerous part of this lion that she is touching with her hand. So the strength card is a picture. And for all of you listening, just Google the tarot strength. Um, It's the number eight and you'll get the picture. So she's calmly taming this lion with her hands gently. And his tongue is rolled out almost like a carpet. Like, and he's just like panting in her presence. That to me is how we should be when we desire to call in a mate. It's, it's just, it's the power, just really calling in that divine feminine. It's not through aggressive force. It's not through this like masculine, like I'm going to just manhandle this, you know, lion or anything. So, right. And this has been something I've spoken to many of my friends as well as you and my students and clients about this subject recently Especially for my generation, we've Mm -hmm. been taught that we can wear the skirt and the pants and Mm -hmm. we can be career women, we can be CEOs, we can also be mothers, we can also be wives, we can wear all these hats, which I think is the most amazing, empowering thing in the whole entire world. Where this idea brings sometimes an issue is when it comes to 
relationships because yes. at the end of the day, we are animals, we are human beings, we are these primitive beings and we are either a woman or we are a man and there are physiological and physical things that we cannot change about those aspects so my big thing i've been exploring over the past month is how many women in modern times have lost touch with what it does mean to be feminine and not just a physical appearance this is an energy and being this assertive Sagittarius woman that I am, I know I like to be in control in my relationships. And it's basically been from a place of fear. And I think that many women can identify with this as well. For example, I was out with a couple girlfriends a couple weeks ago and some guys approached us and they wanted to buy us a drink. I mean, harmless, like just being gentlemen, just wanted company. And all of us paused for a minute. We were not going to accept. They weren't asking to sleep with us. They were just simply asking to buy us a drink and be gentlemen. And it made me realize in that moment again, how messed up things have become and how assertive and how controlling and how dominant we feel we need to be in relationships with men. And my question to you is, Jamie, what advice can you give us women about courtship, about relationships? Because it's great for us to take this masculine energy that we're connected with now into business into chasing our goals, into being determined women and all that. But when it comes to dating, when it comes to relationships, how can we connect more with our feminine energy so that we don't run into trouble? That's so beautiful. And I have a vision. I, I can see you girls sitting there and them coming up. And <laughs> remember Paris Hilton? I mean, it wasn't too long ago that she was the in vogue. Yes. And, Early and 2000s. Yes. That's the energy I feel with how women young women are right now in the dating scene it's like you know i got my chanel bag i got the belt buckle and you are done up to the nines and so aesthetically who are you dressing for mm. your girlfriends that's a good point right? that's a good point and it all has to do with energy we keep going back to energy and it's not just when you're out and about wanting to to attract a man, you know, woman, you know, this could be bisexual, all of that. True. It has to do with an openness, a calling in, and it has to be in all areas of your life. So you can't just turn it on and turn it off. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to turn on my charisma when I'm going out and hoping I'm going to land somebody. So this is how it feels to me. It begins with a smile a relaxed appearance on the face and eye gaze catching their eyes. Like take a second, take, I mean, and, and try this, like try this the next time you're out and you see someone you're attracted to catch a gaze into their eyes, hold your body posture, be open, be light, be welcoming, you know, be how you would want someone to be to you. I mean, that's how it feels to me. And not only do that when you're out looking to call in a date, do it with the girl at Starbucks. Right. How do we let go of this need to be so defensive when it comes to men? That's a beautiful, another beautiful question because, yes, and that 
Oh, yeah, because you're telling, because what happens with fear is you're telling yourself past stories that have happened to you, how you've been, you've had heartache, heartbreak, somebody has wronged you, and that is just, that is your work right there. That is, that is your day-to-day. Shadow. Your shadow work, you know, and just really allowing trust and, and just really truly believing that you are safe and you are here to call that in, so... Absolutely. And being in our feminine energy, it's not about controlling. It's not about being defensive. It's about relaxing and flowing and allowing things to come to you. Yes. And I love... Like a flowing river. Like a flowing river. Like a flowing river. Like, I love to tell my clients about this analogy. Like, think of yourself, you know, on the rapids. Like, you're going down whitewater rafting. And imagine you with a paddle, like trying to huff it against the current, mm-hmm. all that resistance that's there, all that you know, you're trying to masculine, you're trying to just really muscle your way up this, this current. And instead, why not just get into flow state, relax, lay back, take the sun in and allow yourself to be taken where you need to be taken. Soften the energy let go of anything that it feels restrictive, fearful, shameful. I wish we had a whole hour to talk about shame. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much. And uh, one more thing I want to add to you with that analogy, that beautiful analogy with the river flowing and us sitting back and allowing things to come to us. This is with anything in life, not just love, not just relationships. That is how you manifest things. We are not able to manifest things by being in a masculine energy and trying to control outcomes. We need to put it out there with what we want, know what we desire, know what we wish for, ask for it. We don't need to ask how. We don't need to control. We don't need to manipulate. We just have to believe and have faith. That is so well said. And that is that is truth. <laughs> that is the truth. So can I pull a card really quick? Please pull a card for us for the next week. Let us know what the energy is that we can Uh, work with, we can connect with around healing, around our femininity or our sexuality. Of course, of course, it's the emperor. And for all of you that follow me on my free to be yourself Instagram, I've gone into him quite a bit because the emperor is the number four and this is actually the energy of 2020 this is our card of this year it is the most masculine card of this deck it's all about power control patriarchal energy you see how he's on his very concrete throne with the ram heads and underneath his cloak is a suit of armor And then he also has the growth of his long white beard, which shows his wisdom, you know, the duration of his time of service that it took until he became the emperor. And this is coming to us today for Scorpio season, just to acknowledge there has been a lot of toxic, masculine, patriarchal energy, especially, I don't want to get into election talk, but it has been you know, kind of like just floating around us. And that does provoke fear because whenever we feel like we have to, you know, go into combat, 
if there's something breaking out or we, we have a fearfulness around something, of course, we are going to put up walls, defenses, you know, and this goes back to trauma. This goes back to relationships. If you have ever experienced trauma in a relationship, maybe you don't even remember. Maybe you don't remember what happened. That's where your shadow is living right now. That's what's happening. And when it comes up to you, it's going to come out. It's going to seep out slowly. But at some point, it is going to ask to be seen and be given love. And so I do want to do one more card. Okay. So Scorpio season, we got the emperor and then we have the five of cups, five of cups. So right now this, this woman, this widow, she's cloaked in her black long cloak. Her head is down. She's very solemn and grief stricken. And she's looking at her three spilled over cups and cups are our emotions. They're things that we cherish. They're things that we, it's how we give and receive love. It's what is fulfilling to us. And what she doesn't realize is that change is coming. So five is all about change, and also it's about conflict. And what's behind her are two cups standing. And in front of her is a river that's flowing through a bridge, which means she's about to enter into a whole new passage, a whole new place of fulfillment, of love, of reassurance, of comfort, of joy. So anything that you're experiencing right now that has caused you to feel grief-stricken, maybe a relationship has suddenly ended for you, maybe you're going through a divorce, you know, just think of any of these heart matters that have to do with what we've talked about today. Know that the energy coming to you right now is fulfillment. You're going to be receiving more. You're going to be receiving twofold. You're going to be having hopes, desires, wishes, and dreams fulfillment. So that is just a little kiss from the tarot for Scorpio season. I love that. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us. And thank you for sharing all of your magic with us today. Anytime, anytime. Please tell us where we can find you on Instagram. I'm on Instagram on free to be yourself. And it is, it's not the number two, it's T-O. So yes, reach out to me. I would love to connect with you if you'd like a tarot reading, if you'd like to learn more about your human design, if you would like to do some shadow work. I do intuitive counseling with that and I can do everything by Zoom. Or if you live in the Knoxville, Tennessee area, come see me. I would love to just offer my gift of love and light and healing. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you so much. Thank you, my dear. Bye, dear. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jamie discussing the shadow side, healing issues around our self-worth, femininity, and how it plays out in relationships. Since we are in Scorpio season It offers us a time to heal aspects of ourself that we maybe avoid since Scorpio is a very deep and penetrating energy, specifically with our psychology. Scorpio wants us to unveil the dark aspects of our personality, tendencies, behaviors, attachments, obsessions, Even trauma, Scorpio offers us a regenerative energy and allows us to find the power within ourselves to transform our darkness into light. 
with the sun in Scorpio right now and Mercury moving into Scorpio next Tuesday and then Venus moving into Scorpio next weekend. We will have three planets in Scorpio for a couple days. And as we move into the energy of Scorpio with each of these planets, it is going to allow us to uncover more layers of ourselves and to really celebrate our strength and perseverance and determination each of us has found within this year. I will see you next week and we will talk about more of the Scorpio energy that's coming as the planets change signs, as well as Mars going direct on the 15th and a new moon in Scorpio on the 14th. I wish you a beautiful week and take it easy. Enjoy. Enjoy.